Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Ah, we're Hello. Doing <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> What's up, all you cool kids? You cool cats and kittens? <laughs> I realized that I call people cool cats unironically. And I didn't realize how old... I'm so sorry. The second we started recording, <laughs> someone decided to start revving their fucking motorcycle outside my goddamn house. Yeah, that tracks. And I know that I am not a white person and never want to be a white person because white people always sell you on the fact that cul-de-sacs are great. I think cul-de-sacs are a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Tell me why. A fucking nightmare. It's... You can see what everybody's doing. There, I feel like there's no privacy. Everyone's driveways face each other to like a fixed center point you can't do anything the parking sucks and our neighbors our new neighbors one i just want to bitch about them for a second because their dogs have broken through the boards in our backyard three times now we have found them in our backyard one of them almost bit me (gasps) and they refuse to do anything about them no and i'm pretty sure they're always breaking quarantine because i refuse to believe that in a house with three adults and two babies they all drive seven cars. Jesus. <laughs> we have been blocked out of our driveway by their vehicles. And it's really surprising because one of them is a tow truck driver. I can see the tow truck right now from my room. And I'm just like, how are you so terrible at parking? He's just like taking his work home with him. <laughs> yes. And then the people right next to them are currently building an addition to their house. So their shit's always up. The other people, I'm pretty sure, are serial killers. They say to themselves, I have no beef with them. The ones across the street love to have their children play outside all day, which is not a concern of mine. Good for them. But also, I'm pretty sure these little kids are in a gang. And I don't know if you've ever seen little white kids in a gang, but they fear nothing. Not even God himself. Oh, my God. And I, I don't know. If I'm ever, like, walking and I make eye contact with them, I'm scared. <laughs> I totally understand I had neighbors like that growing up. I lived in a cul-de-sac. Um, and I liked it strictly because we lived at the top. So our particular, like, driveway didn't really face anybody else's. We faced down to the entrance, like, learning how to ride your bike. But I think, mm-hmm. like, as an adult, I really just want to be in the back. Like, where people don't drive around and don't take people. Gotcha. I, in my cul-de-sac, if we're looking at it from like a zero to 36 degree angle, I'm at like the, uh, oh shit, now I (laughs) forgot to do math. The 270 angle, if we're going clockwise. So I'm like right in the middle of- I don't know math. So give it to me like it's a clock. (laughs) What time are you? You're at 9 p.m. Cool. Okay. Uh, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. That's what I was trying to do, and I don't know why I went the most ass-backwards way of doing it. If this is any indication of how anytime I try to be helpful and paint a picture for someone, and I do it in the dumbest, most abstract way that doesn't make any sense, just be ready to know that this is what my films are going to be like when I get out of this and I start my career. That's beautiful. (laughs) I am such an American. I'm like, wait, how many football fields is it? 
So it's from here to the other side of the city? But how long is that? No, don't give it to me in feet. No, give it to me in, in iPhone lengths. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, we are spoiled to hell for all this technology because it... I didn't believe it used to make us dumb, and now I firmly believe that it makes us dumb. I don't know anything. And I refuse to learn anything because I don't have to because I always have it at my side. And someone's like, what happens if you don't have Google? Or what happens if the technology shuts down? And I was like, well, if technology shuts down, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Because I there is nothing I want to do without technology. I want to make movies. I want to watch movies. I want to listen to music. I want to be there for music. I can't listen to music because we're in quarantine. I can't play <laughs> music, so it's not like I can just pull out my banjo. Um, I want to connect to other people. Right now, that's my cell phone. Mm-hmm. That's my laptop. That's my computer. Um, yeah, if technology goes down, I'm yeah, it makes me wonder what horrible waste of time. Like in because we've had tons of plagues throughout history. And it makes me wonder, like, how they dealt with it before, because we have never had one in the technology age. So it's just like, how many books did you all read for months on end in quarantine? And how did you even know when it was over? Did somebody come and knock on your door like a savage? (laughs) And could you believe them? (laughs) Like, they're just the human equivalent of a pop up video. You're like, "Mm, okay, sounds fake, but okay. Like, let's go to the store. Like, <laughs> it's the town crier just coming around. Y'all, we can leave now. We can leave. Put down that Jane Austen. You don't have to pretend to like it. Oh, anymore. Jane, you're so boring, but so whimsical. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's why the death tolls were so high because people were like, fuck this. I'm going to get the disease. I'd rather die. I'm tired of fucking reading. I'm tired of just sitting. In my house and then moving my chair and picking somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, but they sit. did that on, I'm like, a daily basis, know. though, because they all lived so far apart. Like, so they did that anyway. They were in quarantine their whole lives, essentially. <laughs> and that's why all of them died young. Yeah, because what else is there to live for? Was like You're done 35. at 35. <laughs> yeah. And you don't even have Beyonce, so, like... You can't be dancing. <laughs> um, imagine that, like, the only room. access to music you have was your great Aunt Mildred, like, you know, playing her flute in the living room. <laughs> it depends. I'd be like, listen, can you throw in a remix in there or something? Because then I can do. But if it's just a flute and if it's just her stinky <laughs> ass trying to come up with some space, no, ma'am. Actually, my dumb ass would probably be like, okay, all right. I'm going to throw a beat over this, okay? And I come up with that. I would be like, oh, I wish TikTok was around. We would be filming this. It'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) I still refuse to be on TikTok. TikTok is actually a lot of fun. It's more fun than I anticipated, but I also feel like it's just turned into homework because. The, the roommate will find like TikToks uh, like all day and then if he can't sleep all night and will will just send them to me and so I'll like and I don't have um notifications set up so I'll just be like oh let's check out TikTok let's see what's going on and it'll be like oh hey you have over a hundred messages in your inbox 
And I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, there was one day he, like, came out of his room and he's like, I got to show you something. And I'm like, I have homework. You need to shut the fuck up right now because I need to watch a hundred TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> Your roommate also sends me TikToks and it, I appreciate them because I love being thought about, especially in these troubling times. And then sometimes I'm like, I can't do a TikTok today. I can't commit to a minute of my time, let alone right. of watching someone else do something. And it's always that thing where you're like, oh, I think something's funny, but it maybe doesn't hit to the mm. same places as someone else's humor. So then I'm like, Ugh. well, now I just feel bad that I'm not enjoying this. Stuff. Right. I'm also not going to say Yeah, anything. there's some that hit and some that do not, for sure. I'm definitely more, send me a good tweet. Send me a good tweet and then I'll be like, oh, yes, bitch, this is hilarious <laughs> or I love this. I'll start that discourse. On TikTok, there's not. Yeah, I think like, um, oh, this is funny. Bowman is my favorite TikToker right now, though. He's the one that does like the fake reality show type things with his family. <laughs> oh, the like, me- oh, yeah. He is, like, him. his He's sense of like comedic timing is unparalleled like give him his own tv show i would watch it um my sister during this quarantine got super into rupaul's drag race so i've just been catching up with her (laughs) on that for the like seasons that i care about and i'm just like you know what i used to hate this show I still hate it, but now I'll give it credit. It accomplishes what it sets out to do. It's just not for me. But man, they have built up such a specific brand of like shadiness and how to edit something to make it look like someone said something bad. When I'm like, I thought that was a compliment, but this editing is telling me that it wasn't. And just the drama. We watched the season nine finale, which was gorgeous, and I cried. And then we watched the reunion, and there was so much drama. In the I feel like I was gagging. I I talked with um, our friend Jesse James about this uh, at one point because he didn't understand, like, reality TV and what it brought to us as a society. And, like, so I just talked to him the other day and he was just like, I, you know what? I do get it. Like, I, I get it now that it's an escape thing. Like, why would you want to constantly think about how we're stuck in our houses or, like you know, the economy's bad or, like, whatever, when you could be like, did you see what Becky said to her? Like, it's it's removed drama. Like, we're not involved in it, but it's still extremely compelling. And, like, I never... Like, I'm totally okay with anybody who wants to watch crappy TV, but don't bring me into it because I'm very specific about my shitty TV. Like... I will watch Love is Blind because that was fucking compelling and amazing, but I can't handle the level of Vanderpump rules. I cannot stand (laughs) to, like, deal with a real housewife. I, like, I don't have that kind of emotional turmoil in me to just do that. (laughs) And that's hilarious because I am not that person. Like, my favorite TV or reality TV shows have been competition shows i really can't do anything where i'm just watching people exist i hate that more than anything but um the longer we're in here the more i'm like you know what i think amanda McHenry was right i think i'm gonna start watching one of the real housewives and i like jokingly asked her and i sent a text message like hey as a joke what would you recommend i watch and within three seconds she responded and she had the list of 
Or she had them in order of which ones I should watch. This is overwhelming. I, like, I mad respect her ability to watch those shows and, like, be emotionally capable of being a human being afterwards. Because that's the thing, is that it also, like, dehumanizes you in a sense that, like, you are just walking around starting shit (laughs) because you think that's how you, like need to be now like you not not completely but like you get influenced enough that you're like where did that come from like i just got in a fight and i was just like you don't you don't know me there are tons of people who love me and want to be around me you're the one who's a fool and then i'm like who am i who says that (laughs) i think the good lord is trying to protect me like she currently has this filter on for me because she knows if I were to get into those shows I would be that bitch I would be the person who's like "Mm, let's just cause trouble for trouble's sake and I would start just calling people out left and right I would bring I'd be bringing up secrets that they told me in a public space I would just be starting fucking fights (laughs) with people because I'm like I think that's fucking fun if someone wants to fight back if they're willing to engage with you like homosexuals always want to fucking fight that's just what they do but like Straight people, straight people are like, oh, I'm right or die. I'm about that life until you call them out. Like, well, I heard that you said this about your girl. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you would say that. Like, you went behind my back and you told people that. And, I'm like, and I'll say it again. You also said <laughs> I mean, I feel like as long as they're being authentic, I can't be mad at anybody. <laughs> like, too much. I'm like, listen, if you're like, if you're the type of person that goes around telling secrets and I tell you a secret, that's on me. I'm the idiot there. <laughs> like, you want something to stay to, like, you know, just to yourself? Don't tell anybody. Like, I feel like that's something that women have a real problem with. They're like, I have to tell somebody. I'm like, no, you actually don't. You could just keep it to yourself forever if you really didn't want it to get out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a man. That's a man's mentality. I will. I'm, I'm always. <laughs> yeah, I'm always flabbergasted by that. Like, women are just like, I can't believe she told everybody. I told her that was a secret. And I'm like, okay. But you kind of wanted it to get out, didn't you? Because, yeah, this is a little awkward, but you kind of told it. So (laughs) it started with you. Like, there was was something the other day. Ryan, um... Go ahead. I said something and he kind of took it a little bit out of context. He was going to tweet it. And I was like, that's not what I meant. And it was about the never ending story. Um, (laughs) When Arturo comes out and to be fair, I was absolutely drunk when we were watching it. Um, And, and I'm like, look at him coming out here. You know, every, every 11 year old's thirst trap. And he heard that I was saying that he was like my current thirst trap. And I'm like, woo, no, that is not what I said. And I made him rewrite the tweet. Uh, and I was just like, I still am not like super comfortable with this, but you know what? I said what I said. So go ahead. Like, whatever. I'm not going to be Senator any day. So who cares? Put it out there. <laughs> like I said it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he posted it. But yeah, it was just like, um, I mean, I didn't say that, so, like, at least accurately represent me, but also, 
Like, no. Am I am I proud of that statement? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But is it still absolutely 100% true? Yes, it is. He's... If, if I was 11, <laughs> I would still be having a sexual awakening to that boy. As it stands now, I'm just like, oh my god, he's... He's... He's 10. Like, he's not even 12. He's 10. He's so tiny. Like, where were the child labor laws in the never-ending story? <laughs> How long did it take them to make that? <laughs> so the adult thoughts that I have for children's movies. I think we need a review blog. I think we need to go for it. I think the world needs to Oh my god. He just talks about about children like she even knows how to raise one. The podcast. (laughs) There's an audience for everything. I mean, look at The Real Housewives. Look at... I can't figure out anything else. I don't know how to do examples Same. Honestly, though... Like, I would get so sick of it. I would be like, oh, my God, kids are so fucking immature. <laughs> like, I'm all I'm already looking at my notes for this episode and I'm like, oh, my God, burger's so immature. <laughs> like, I think I have I think I have immature in here like four times in my notes. <laughs> we do. I think we need to get into it because. OK, let's jump in. So this is uh, season 6A. Or six, part one, um, episode five, Lights, Camera, Relationship. The shitty synopsis is, to celebrate the latest advice of her book, Carrie takes Burger on a date to Prada. Harry calls it quits, and Miranda's feelings for Steve continue to grow. Harry called it quits last episode, but, you know, whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Uh, Who cares? my overall feeling about <laughs> right. most of these situations. There's so many of these that I'm just like, Who why cares? are you... Ugh. This is not one of them, though. This one is, like... is pretty... Like, vanilla. It's like the French vanilla of episodes for Sex and the City. But, yeah. So, <laughs> let's, um... Oh, go ahead. It... Oh, no, I was going to say, this was a good palate cleanser from everything else. Because at least in this one, they were just like, okay, we understand nothing's real. Let's just keep it moving. We have an episode outline to <laughs> Right, let's just let's call just, it. Let's, let's call this go. one. <laughs> I also, I forget who it was when we did our, um, our guest star season, but they saw me read from this giant book for the synopsis. <laughs> and it, it just made me think of it reading for this book. They're like, oh my god, you take them from a book? Like, they actually thought I was making them all up. I'm like, yikes, no. That's a little rude, though, because we've always called them shitty synopsis. So if there was like, oh, I thought That's you were... That's actually pretty that. funny, though. <laughs> like, I mean, I probably could make up something that was much worse. But, eh. <laughs> that seems boring. Here's just a quick yes. update on my neighbors and their 14 vehicles. Um, they are currently moving four of their vehicles because one of them was parked in the incorrect spot. Um, one that they have had parked in their backyard because it looks like it rolled over and has severe damage um, is now blocking my driveway. And then their tow truck, they just parked on their lawn and they also happen to be the one with the motorcycle. There is... 
so much going on here and they better fucking move that car. Because they know that they always block our driveway and we always tell them that they block our fucking driveway. They're like, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. And I can see it now. And I can see that you fucking you block my goddamn driveway. You sincerely need to like go to a construction site, steal a cone and bring it back and put it in front of your driveway where they park. You need to go full on passive aggressive with this. That too. I'm just going to get aggressive <laughs> aggressive. I, I support you. Listen, I don't, I don't want to lose my pride, but I'm a there fucking is, I don't understand people who own so many multiple vehicles. Like, you only need to, you only have one body. Why don't you just have one vehicle that works for everything? Well. Or you know what? Just keep your cars parked out in your backyard. That's fine. You have a giant backyard that your dogs like to run around and terrorize people with. That's okay, but also take care of your dog. But also, if someone has brought up an issue with you and brought up an issue with you twice and brought up an yeah. issue with you three times, have some fucking yeah. respect. Just for don't. I mean, yeah. People. If you're not driving the cars, put them in the back. Because otherwise, like, I'm gonna call and have that shit towed. Because they can't all be registered. Also, quit having right. Fucking stay the fuck inside and stay the fuck away from everybody. This has been like an introvert dream. They like to have meetings in their. They like to have uh, garage meetings where the people who live inside the house will stay inside their garage, and then they'll open the door and just have their friends sit outside no, of the garage. Just and I'm like, like that still doesn't work. I understand that it's difficult. I understand that it is very hard to be alone or to, like, you know, be in a situation where you don't necessarily, like, feel great. Like, th- things are rough, and I'm definitely not saying that they're not. They are hard right now. But at the same time, everybody has a cell phone, and everybody has Facebook. You can go on Facebook Messenger. You can have video chats with people. You can, like, it's not a necessity to 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 be around individuals and in a close fashion that you would be getting each other sick. Like... If this were something else, if it was like everybody needs to starve for 30 days, then yeah, that's fucking hard. But like people need to just chill out and we need to get over this because otherwise it's just going to be longer. Like the more you're an idiot, the longer we're going to have to be out of, you know, going to work and getting back to our lives. And like, I definitely want to get back to my life eventually, but I don't want people to die because of it. And that's just the number one thing. It is the most selfish thing in the entire world. Also, they have now parked. <laughs> oh my god, I'm taking a picture. They have now parked two of their trucks. Send me the picture. Local. We're putting it up. Yeah, we're. I'm taking a picture, but I'm sending it to you. And I'm sending you pictures of them blocking my fucking driveway. Oh my god, everybody is out and about right now. There are too many vehicles. The vehicle ratio to the people who live in this cul-de-sac ratio is astonishing right now. <laughs> fucking I'm going well, crazy. We should talk about somebody who also is crazy all of the time, but we love her anyway. Not really. Uh, let's start with Charlotte. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking? I don't well, nobody. Uh, Charlotte actually fully ass broke up with Harry. Like, they haven't talked. It's been two weeks. 
Um, so they're actually done, which is pretty wild, like, that they wouldn't talk about that because they've been so good at communication so far. And then they fucked it up. Um, but she's still sticking to Judaism, which I think is really kind of amazing because that's so off-brand for her. You would think she would have just completely done away with it, like, and just been like, whatever, I'll, I, I will date anyone. Who cares? Like... It's kind of wild. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. I love that she's sticking to it. And even in this episode where the girls are being like, you should date again, or you should go out and about and talk to someone new. They keep trying to offer her solutions. She's like, well, is he Jewish? And they're looking at her like, girl, you're sticking with that. And she's like, yeah, that's fucking it. It was really, it was amazing. And even, I love that um, she goes to Central Park with Anthony to, like, scam for boys. And Anthony is super, um, like, supportive of it. She's just, he's just like, all right, here's this one. He's pale. He's hairy. He's definitely a Jew. Go for it. I'm realizing that Anthony is just a horrible mirror to Charlotte's insecurities. And I don't know how I feel about him as a friend because she was like, I don't want to date. Like, I'm still recovering. He's like, you need to date. Otherwise, you're going to end up lonely and by yourself and you're going to be old. And I was like, oh, my God. Anthony is is society. Honestly. Like, whenever I say anything about how... I, there's a definite, like, uh, with every passing day potential that I will not be with anybody. Like, I will sincerely be alone for the rest of my life, will not be in a relationship again. And I am pretty okay with that right now. Like, during this quarantine, there was, of course, a moment where I was bored and I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to reactivate my OkCupid profile, just see what's out there. And it's the same dude's who look like they took the fucking picture by accident. Like, I don't want to see the underside of your chin. And being interested in the outdoors is not a personality trait. I'm sorry, but that's that. Yeah, I said it. I said it and I meant it. When we're old and decrepit and can't climb mountains, you have to keep me emotionally invested in you. And that's really what, for me, that's what it comes down to. I want to be on my deathbed having interesting conversations with somebody, whether that is someone who I have spent my life with or is a friend or, like, whatever. Like, I don't want somebody who just keeps talking about that hike they made. Sorry. (laughs) No, because what are they going to say? Oh, my God. There was that tree. Oh, and then there was that other tree. Oh, gorgeous. And then there was that waterfall. It was great. Here's a picture. Cool. If only the conversations were like that, it usually turns out to be, I just felt really connected and like spiritual and you know, I was like there and I was like in my moment. Like it just felt so good <laughs> to get back, you know, like, I, like whatever. I hated it. I hated all 12 hours that I was on before I deactivated again. <laughs> Um, That's bullshit. Still won't I don't like that at all. That is me either. And I like. And I did you, you sent them like all. an email and they never answered you, right? That's bullshit. What's up with that? Yeah, Tinder is ridiculous. 
You should just, you should. I mean, you can technically just make a secondary Facebook, I guess. But the, yeah. But then, uh, no, then it's counterproductive because then you don't have. Yeah, that's true. That's then the terrorists win. I get it. Like, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to. Not right now. Not during these troubling times where my country is asking That's fair. so much of me. I, I understand. Don't want to give in to the yeah, I'm. I I fully support that. I think we should start a campaign to get you back on Tinder. Yeah, have you have you tweeted them? <laughs> yeah. No. I refuse to bring my attention or oh, my issues no. to like light in that kind of way. Also, one of the cars that's currently in mm-hmm. our <gasps> cul-de-sac seriously to one of the other ones. Yeah, like not severely, but this person straight up didn't see what they were doing and they hit too close and they just hit the side and now all f- seven people who are standing outside. Oh my god, are just like, what people! What the fuck did you do? What is so Charlotte? Um, I really like what she's going through. I really like the fact that she's refusing to date so quickly. I think she is still trying to mend herself, which makes no sense because finally Charlotte is making the right decision for herself and everyone is pushing her to do the opposite thing. And it is so fucking annoying. (laughs) And I cannot believe that these girls were friends for so long when literally none of them want the best for each other. Yeah, it is kind of amazing how every single episode... They don't listen to one another at all. Like, like Miranda, which we will jump into in a minute. But, like, she basically calls Carrie and is upset. And Carrie's just like, get your shit together. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. (laughs) Like, it's so, it's so weird. Like, because Miranda's in such a terrible place. But anyway, yeah. we're talking about Charlotte right now, though. Um, in the end, Charlotte actually does sort of end up getting a little bit upset at like being alone or potentially being alone forever. And then Carrie shows up with Tony from Prada. So everything is fine, I guess, even though there's no way that that guy is straight. Correct. <laughs> Nobody works at Prada and doesn't appreciate the male form. <laughs> that those male outfits were ugly like yes <laughs> i think burger was trying to be polite instead of saying like oh i can't afford this i think he was like this is fucking ugly and i'm not gonna pay a thousand dollars for this ugly fucking garment well it just yeah like it just looked like a regular t-shirt that you would pick up at jc penny like in a bag and you know ugly and the the um the material did not look breathable. It did not look flattering to anybody. I cannot figure it out. Fashion is weird. I will never fashion understand it. <laughs> Joe explained to me that fashion isn't about what you would wear. Fashion is an art form. So you take it as is. And I was like, okay, that's fine and great at all. But I still have to wear it. And this is ugly. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that idea that it's an art form. But also, some of us just don't have the right canvas for that. Like, my body is not meant for fashion, which is a bummer because I love fashion. Like, I would love to wear things that I think are fashionable and that look great, 
But in reality, if it's not a wrap dress, it doesn't look good on me. So, like, it's a very limited art. And also, sometimes art is fucking ugly. And I think we should be allowed to say that. Mm-hmm. If art is about the subjective view and what you bring into your personal experiences, I'm allowed to say that that's fucking ugly. Also, neighbor update, there is a naked baby running around outside helping these people fix their cars in the middle of the cul-de-sac. He is not wearing any shoes, and I can tell that the pavement is hot outside. These people do not give a fuck. These people want us all to die. This is wild, because it is like, what is it right now? Well, I don't know where it is where you are, but it's like 57 degrees on oh, my side the of the city. Like, Bitch, we're in the same city. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like how hot it is outside. I just checked and I was like, 57's pretty good right now. But okay. Like, I wouldn't... I still wouldn't let a kid run around naked, but whatever. Not, not naked. And not around the place where you are literally actively trying to fix two vehicles. Oh, there's another baby. Yeah. There's two babies who are both barefoot. There are three babies. Oh, for fuck's sake. Four babies. Oh, my God. I'm convinced that each of the babies has two cars. And that explains why. <laughs> Man, I wish I, I was a baller baby. <laughs> I'm going to fucking file a complaint with my city. I mean, you should. Are you living in a house right now or an apartment? Or in, you're living in a, in a house, house, right? That you're renting? Yes. I wonder if the person who owns the house can do anything. Probably not. They don't like to do anything except charge us money. Yes. Accurate. Even though you could potentially not be making any money right now. I got a freaking letter from my um, from my apartment complex saying that we needed to sign a new lease and that it needed to be done by um, by the end of the month. But they're also closed. I'm like, okay. So what the fuck do they want? Are, are you going to feed it through the mail slot back and forth while we sign every piece of paper? Is that what you want to do? Do you want me to like go and like knock on the window? What do you want from me? Your door's closed. Like, but of course they had to get that out. Like, God forbid. And it's not like we can go anywhere because there's nowhere to go right now. So we're kind of stuck signing another six month lease. Like we don't really have a choice. So that's fun. <laughs> I hate everything that's happening. And I will be holding people accountable because this is a fucking nightmare. As well, you should. You should. You know what? You could probably call the police right now and say that there's too many people congregating and they're blocking, like, the entrance to your... And they'd probably come. What else? Like, they don't have anything better to do right now except for help out all of the, uh, the car accidents. <laughs> from did you have, all the people in public who are not wearing masks while themselves are also not wearing masks right this is all very watchmen with people wearing masks now i don't know that i like it like i i had i have like not a mask but like a like face protector thing for like runners uh i got it for my job i don't run um but like they were giving, <laughs> they were they were giving them out, and I was just like, "That's cool. Maybe I'll use it as a scarf." So I have that. So I wore that out to Walmart once, and I felt like a complete jackass doing it. Mostly because, 
no one else was wearing one and no one else was obeying being six feet away from one another. And I got so like, I, I gave me so much anxiety being in there. Like it was busier than it would have been on a regular Friday night. Mm-hmm. And so like I ended up, I was just, I was just pissed off and like upset. And, um, Ryan like left because we, he'd forgotten an ingredient, but he didn't tell me which ones were mine. Cause I was buying, food for him to make for both of us, but I didn't know which in the cart he wanted me to buy and which one he didn't want me to buy. And he left me there. And so I just panicked. And so I was just like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. But I just like felt like everybody was staring at me and the line was forming and he was gone. And it just like took me back to like that time when like you thought you might have to pay when your mom didn't come back from the grocery store, like (laughs) running and getting something. So I was just like full on panicking. And like he, he said something and I was just like, okay, you know what? It's fine. And he was like, what? And I'm like, listen, it's just like fucking it's high stakes right now. I just want to get out of here. Like it's like nothing that you did on purpose and whatever it was, he was just like, yeah, no, I did that. And I'm like, okay, well then could you stop being a fucking dick and help me get out of here? Regardless of whatever, just stop being a fucking dick. Yeah, it was basically like, okay, great, you're an asshole. Could you fucking help me out then? Like, stop being an asshole right now? It's been bad. I have been all versions of myself throughout this. Like, (laughs) I've been happy. I've been super sad. I've had lots and lots of anxiety. Like, it's been a trial, but it definitely shows me, like, what makes me snap, which is important, I think, to know when it's coming so that you know to avoid it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So, should we move on to Miranda? No? Okay. I was going to say other things that we're trying to (laughs) avoid the rest of this episode. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Miranda is still hung up on Steve. Um, He comes over, drops off the baby. She invites him to watch the Knicks game. And he falls asleep on the couch. And she looks at him all creepy in the middle of the night. Um, I thought it was cute. She was in her element. Like, I think it's cute. But also, she just needs to just, just, just say it. Just tell him. And tell him give that him. You're never gonna leave him. Tell him that you're always gonna love him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him right now. <laughs> but like he's, I mean, yes, he's in a relationship with this Debbie, and it's nice of her to respect that. But she's also doing everything in her power to like make herself seem more attractive to him, and even pretends that she knows how to cook. And as it turns out, it's not cupcakes for the playground. It's cupcakes for Debbie's birthday. So she ends up making Debbie's cupcakes for her birthday because she was trying to be cute and failed. And she fully admits to that. And I love that. Like, I do love that she calls Carrie and she is like, nope, this was my fault. I absolutely did this to myself. And... That's what I love about Miranda, and that's why I think Miranda is one of the most compelling characters on here, is because she is doing the work, she is trying to grow, and she can recognize maybe when she's not in the right, and it is so refreshing to see, and I feel bad for her, and that's where you still get drama, where Miranda is growing, she has these emotions she can't let go of, 
she tries to do the right thing. It doesn't end up working for her, and she doesn't know how to approach it because she tells us she's like, it's my fault. I volunteered to do it. I didn't ask. I thought it'd be this cute moment, and for what? Did I think he was going to fall in love with me right away? Did I think this? This is how I think you can still have compelling television and have characters who are real and smart. Yeah, and I mean, I really feel like she probably pushed Miranda to be a better person to the writers. Like, because she's the only one who is almost two-dimensional. Like, everybody else is just flat. Like, Mm -hmm. one dimension, only one thing. She's the only one who, like, understands that her actions have repercussions and that there are certain things that are not meant to be. Like, she's... I respect that she's respecting the fact that she's not just throwing herself at Steve and that she's not telling him anything and respecting that he's in another relationship. Because not a lot of bitches do that. I'm just going to say that right now. There's a lot of women that do not think that that's something that should be respected. They just think of it as a challenge that they can overcome. And I'll name them. (laughs) Name them. Name one. (laughs) And it can't be a Kardashian. That's cheating. <laughs> but there's seven of them. True. God, they're like the seven dwarves. It's too many. Are it's too really many people. Okay. Oh, Kylie, I have no idea. I was believing Kylie, you. <laughs> Kim, Courtney, Kylie, Chloe, Cameron, Coca Cabana. Who's Cameron? <laughs> I don't know. I ran out of them. Also, can we talk about the mad respect that she has stayed with Kanye and probably just because his name starts with a K? Um, that is mad respect, but also I think that they deserve each other because they are both wild. They are both so out of touch with reality and they will both do anything to shine a light on what it means to be celebrity, both in a good, bad way, and both think they're accomplishing something with their celebrity but you yeah. can prove that you can still do good actions and be a horrible, terrible person. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. For a Ugh. long time, I was a Kardashian defender. I have never cared about them or liked them very much. But I was always like, no, you guys are just hating on women because they are strong. <laughs> they're successful. They did it their way. And they built an empire off of this, which is incredible to see that they did it in a way that maybe isn't so adaptable. And then now I'm just like, never mind. Fuck me. I was so wrong. These girls are so dumb. They are not helping out anybody. They all hate each other, which makes no sense. And they, the lack of integrity you have to have to be able to show all of this in a light where you are always the victim and things are always happening bad to you. But you, instead of processing, you keep being there and doing more weird things for the ratings it is disgusting what they promote all those belly teas and stomach flatteners and the fucking kimonos that kim kardashian released the fact that they play up that they are women of color when they are definitely not is so stressful to me i hate all of them (laughs) that's fair i have never watched a single episode and i have no desire to learn anything about them I just love the fact that they brought us the gif, people are dying, Kim. And that's all I care about. That's that's, that's their Courtney. entire contribution. I, Courtney yeah, I don't... is a smart one. 
She is the one who <laughs> hates all of them as much as we do. She's the one who's just like, I just want to live a normal life. Get that fucking camera out of my face. I don't want to be involved in all of this. And they all think, they all get mad at her for it. And she's like, why? I just want to be a regular human being. I don't want to do this. And you guys are terrible people. <laughs> so there is one redeeming person. And that's yeah. Chloe? Who is that? Uh, Which Courtney. Which one was that? Okay, Courtney. I don't know the difference between any of them. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, I would I would like to be regretful, but I'm kind of not. I'm Yarrow, you don't have to be. At this point, there are, what, 16 seasons? You don't need to do it. No, I really don't. Like, although, side note, can we talk about the people that rewatch Grey's Anatomy? Why? Why do you do it? Like, I, I liked Grey's Anatomy. Like, I mean, we all needed our ER. We needed our medical drama. And that and that was the time that it came along. And I feel like I'm stuck on the train now. Like, like I have to finish this journey. I started it. I've seen every episode. But I've only seen the episodes once. And there's people out there that will re-watch episodes of Grey's Anatomy and it's like it's too much because if you think about all the garbage shit that's happened throughout this show you're gonna hate yourself and just force quit your entire life like like they keep putting it on TikTok like hey y'all remember this episode and then they'll like (laughs) they'll have a TV up with an episode of Grey's Anatomy on there about like this lady who just wouldn't stop screaming and I'm like, God oh, damn it, God. that was a plot point. That was a plot point. And we were there. We were there for it. And we were okay with it. And I'm embarrassed. Like I don't know and- how they do it, but if it means that motherfuckers are staying home to watch all 74 seasons of it and staying out of trouble, live your best fucking dreams. <laughs> oh, but this isn't a quarantine thing. This is like a thing that like people do just normally <laughs> where they'll just be like, you know what, you guys, I'm going to restart Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God, why do you hate yourself? Why would you want to do that? That's yikes. No. That's yikes. yeah. That's yikes. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, I want to talk about how Steve kisses Miranda on the forehead to thank her for the cupcakes and the devastation of that. Uh, we're, we always come back to these forehead kisses. And I love him. And I think it is so gorgeous and so beautiful. And he is like, oh, I'm ready to move on, but I still treasure you and I still value you and I still care about you as a person. I'm going to kiss you on the forehead. And what that means for Miranda. Oh, my God. Devastation. I just, I feel like if you want to like somebody and you want to kiss that person and not in a sexual way. The cheek is the place where you need to go. The forehead means that you think that they're below you. And I don't know if I feel that way just because I'm short. And so I hate that. I'm like, you can't make you, you can't make it the extra couple inches. Like, what's that? That's bullshit. But I think that also, because there have been a couple of men in my life that have absolutely unequivocally stated that forehead kisses are absolutely what they do because those are quote unquote safe. What does that mean? Like 
that is absolutely telling the person that you like them as a human, but don't feel any sexual attraction towards them whatsoever. Oh, that might be the perspective then. Because I think I wouldn't necessarily do that because I have kissed people who I'm uh, intimate with or like in a relationship with on the forehead. And I think it means what you want it to mean. Uh, if, if whatever intention you go into it, I think that's what's felt. So if you do kiss someone on the forehead and it's like in a nice tender way and you're like, oh, I appreciate you so much. You kiss them on the forehead. I think it transfers that way. And if it's someone that you are dating, you're like, oh, I just think you're the fucking bee's knees and I'm so lucky to be here with you. And you kiss them on the forehead. That translates. I think forehead kisses are so precious and we don't do it often enough. Mostly because we have short girls who don't like it. <laughs> it's true. I just, I don't know. I feel like um, it really does also depend on the guy. Most guys that I've interacted with. Like, if you did it to me, I wouldn't be offended. And it, there was, like, a, a guy that I saw for a little while who would do it, and I wouldn't feel offended by it. But literally being told, like, I'm kissing you on the forehead because it's safe. Like, are you attracted to me? And you don't want to be. And so you think by demeaning me with a forehead kiss that that's cool. Like, it gets into that whole thing, which I don't like. But I do, I will say that with, like, the right person who's not doing it to be safe, it's fine. So it just depends on the person. But I still have, in all caps, gets the forehead kiss under Miranda. (laughs) But yeah, I hope they get that sorted out soon because I'm done with this whole they're broken up thing. I forget what happens, but we'll find out. I hope so. (laughs) I mean, we will. Like, we've gotten through two episodes in 30 days. That's like a record for us, honestly. (sighs) (laughs) We're doing really, really good, you guys. Honestly, what fucked me up was the fact that I thought season six had eight episodes and I was like, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to come in here. It's a shorter season. Let's do it. And you informed me that it was longer. And then I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I hate these so much. I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you want me to like get you a pinch hitter? Like I just come on and I'm just like, hey, and this is Joe. And then it's just somebody else impersonating you. First of all, I think that would be hilarious. So, yes. And now, above what I feel about this show, that doesn't even matter anymore. I think that's a fucking brilliant concept, and I think it'd be fucking hilarious. And it's in the books. One of these episodes I'm going to drop out, you're going to talk to someone else about it, and I want them to talk about it like I would talk about it. So you have to find the perfect guest. I'm going to help you figure it out. I don't know right now. I might interrupt you later to figure it out. But right now, I'm coming up with ideas. What a great idea. This is why you're a pioneer. <laughs> I want it to be Neil. <laughs> oh my God. I'm texting him right now. <laughs> yes, please tell me what he says. I'm sure he'll love it. While you're texting him, let's move on to Samantha. Samantha. So Samantha is having super great sex with Jerry as she's wont to do. Um, and he tells her, sorry, I can't meet up on Friday. And she's like, excuse me. Uh, it's TGI fuck day. Why not? <laughs> and he 
And he says, it's previews for my new play. And I'm like, aw, cute. Mm. <laughs> it's so... cares about Samantha so much, and it is so cute. Right, and she doesn't even, like, understand it, and it's so fantastic. So she, she's like, all right. And he's like, you could come, and then I could make you come, and I would be great. I'm like, okay. And then he says it's in Brooklyn. And she's like, I don't do boroughs. And I'm like, who are these people? Also, can we talk about how much all of these girls hate theater? I think it is so fucking funny. Because I like theater. And I'm realizing that I just need to see more theater. Maybe outside of my immediate zone. But these girls are always like, ugh, we have to go to the fucking theater. Ew, to watch a goddamn play. Ugh, I'm going to fall asleep. And I'm like, you know what? Move. Move. <laughs> I I don't know. Like when when I went to New York, I knew that one of the highlights was going to be seeing a Broadway show. Like I just knew that intrinsically that that was a thing that was going to be the highlight. And so, like, and I felt like a nerd, like waiting in line outside, and like I didn't know what to do. And there's all these people in line, and that's literally the only time when I talked to another human being in New York. Like outside of my conference was just standing in line and there was this guy and he was just like, Oh, I'm in the standby line. I'm like, Oh, cool. Is it all the same line? I don't know. I've never been in New York before. <laughs> and I just I felt like such a like like, I felt like I was basically the equivalent of just, like, walking through Times Square just with a cow. Like, I was just podunk <laughs> as hell. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was just like, so is there one line or is there, like, a will call line? Because it was all the way around the block. Which, by the way, a New York City block is the tiniest thing ever. And I don't understand. Like, it's... New York is so small. And, like, the buildings themselves are so small and like chairs are small. Everything is so, 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 so small. And I didn't prepare myself for that. And it like gives me anxiety just to think about it again. Like I would never go ever again unless it was the springtime because walking around in a giant jacket on top of being in small spaces, I was like, I'm going to get freaking stuck like Pooh Bear in one of these doorways (laughs) or something. Like, they're going to have to, like, shove me out. Like, I can't deal with this. It was so upsetting. (laughs) But anyway, like, I got to go, and I'm really glad I got to go now because they're not coming back. I got to go see uh, Beetlejuice. And, but had there, I was walking around with my cousins in Brooklyn a few days before that. And there was a production of Hamlet with a, like, actual legit, like, Hollywood actor who's been in quite a few things. And I'd have to check my picture to, like, see who it was because I can't remember her name. But I was like, oh, holy shit, it's that girl playing Hamlet. Like, I don't know if maybe in the 90s, maybe theater wasn't as good. But it's fucking banging now, man. Like, I would have... Times where um, everyone was just doing little pop-up theaters. So it usually meant, like, ugh... We have to go to one of those, like, small art house theaters for a dumb play where someone's <laughs> going to get naked and do a monologue, which is what happens. And I'm very thankful for it because, let me tell you, Smith Jared is a very attractive man. And he has a very nice butt. And we got to see it, like, five times in this episode. And I was like, they did that for me. They know that I'm still holding on to this fucking TV show. <laughs> and they did that for me. 
I don't know what it is because I have never really been into butts. Like, as, like, just a visual, like, pleasing type of thing. But lately, like, there's been a lot of male butts happening. And I've been here for it. Like, they look so perfect and round and, like, squeezable. Like, they look like you could pop them. (laughs) Like, they're balloons or something. Like, it's amazing. And God bless all the men out there who have that butt and show, show it off to everybody. Honestly. I love butts. I love butts. I can look at butts all day. I actively always sometimes want to look at butts all day. I, for my birthday, want everyone to send me a picture of their butt. Um, <laughs> I love sleeping on butts. I like playing with butts. I like eating butts. I like the mug <laughs> that I have. That's all butts that I drink from sometimes. Oh my God. <laughs> that's too funny. I, but yeah, we get to see his butt a lot. And it's fantastic. And she decides in that moment, when she sees his dick in lights, I guess, um, that she she thinks that he could be a big star. And she's decided, because she's in PR, that she's going to help. And so she takes over the entire PR for the play, makes it a red carpet event, makes everybody haul their ass all the way out to Brooklyn, which, by the way, it's tiny. Like, it's not that far to Brooklyn, you guys. Like... I really sincerely thought, and mostly from watching this show, that New York is enormous, that New York is huge, that getting anywhere is going to take forever. Like, it's basically L.A., but, like, concentrated. And that is just not true. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry, but, like, if you're in Brooklyn and you go into, like, maybe 15 minutes, like, calm down. Like, it's not a long way at all. Unless, of course, you have a horrible taxi driver. But otherwise, it's like, it's fine. I don't understand what your problem is. You're kind of upsetting me right now that, like, you can't go to Brooklyn. It's literally right there. You can see it across the bridge. Like, and and the bridges are so small. They're, like, like, I don't even think that they're as long as the, like, they're definitely not as long as the Bay Bridge. But they might be a little bit smaller than the Golden Gate Bridge, which is small. Like, it's nuts that that they have this sort of elitism. Like, that's like the equivalent of, like, us in Reno saying that we're, like, oh, you're in Spanish Springs. Oh, okay, well, I'm up in Northwest, so that's not going to work out. I'm not going to go there for you. I say that all the time, <laughs> and I mean it. yeah but but it's not though like if there was nobody on the road like it's not that far see i'm like that with stead if you live in stead or in beyond you don't exist to me that's just it my problem is i live instead and so for me to leave takes forever and then it never happens that there's no cars on the road because everyone here is a fucking idiot all the goddamn time. And they love to drive like they have a purpose to get to somewhere, but they want to show up fashionably late. So they alternate between driving too fast because they want to get there because they're also tired of their journey. And then slowing down because they're like, I have all the time in the world. And I'm like, get out of my fucking way. <laughs> and I no longer live next to a freeway, which was my favorite thing to do because I would get anywhere in five minutes. And now it takes me forever. And none of the people that I visit or none of the places that I go to are directly off the freeway. 
they're all like freeway plus and i'm like god this takes forever and i do have friends who live in spanish springs who i love to go see well when we could travel and i'm like fuck we live in the same direction there's just this cute little hill in between us but it's a 30 minute drive and i refuse Mm -hmm. to drive longer than 10 minutes (laughs) see whenever i'm looking for houses like um my my realtor is always like what's wrong with this one i'm like well it says it's a 15 minute commute so that's a no-go for me like it has to be under 15 minutes for me to consider the house and that's it (laughs) um but yeah so sam is like talking to carrie and she's she's and and saying like so he's not upset with you or threatened by you being a strong woman changing his name because now he's officially smith jared so changing his name to smith jared and like redefining his career like she makes his career she becomes like pr for him and he's she's the one who gets him to be a star and it's great that at the end of this she actually watches the play and actually sees that he's talented too and I think that's really important for her to start to see him as a human rather than a commodity. Um, but I really like the idea, like, that she's saying, oh, yeah, yeah, younger guys aren't threatened by a strong woman. I've never seen one of those. I've heard they exist. But I don't think that's true. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't talk to a lot of young people. And I stand a strong woman, so I tend to block it out if I don't see it being reciprocated for the women, where I'm just like, oh, you're weak, never mind, and I'll just shut it off. But I think in this case, it was really, really great that Smith was just like, hell yeah, I'll let you help me out. It feels like this is actually a functioning relationship where they are both working on it and they're doing it in their own ways, which is gorgeous. I don't see how Samantha would have thought that he was a star based off that final monologue because that shit was flat and he was saying some dumb nonsense and that wasn't even a monologue because he was like, how'd you like my monologue? She's like, I didn't even know you did it because your dick was out. It was two lines. <laughs> that is not a monologue. A lot it of is if you don't know how to read. 40s actresses <laughs> did not die for you to call that a monologue when they were performing monologues on top of a staircase that took up five, six, seven minutes of their fucking time. How dare you? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, words are hard sometimes. But yeah, no, it wasn't. But it was also clearly one of those like, like waiting for Godot Beckett kind of plays, which are terrible anyway. So I said it and I meant it. You can write all of your angry emails to I can help a podcast at gmail.com. I will defend my opinion. It is terrible. When it's just people saying random things, like, it's awful. I hate it. Anyways, um, <laughs> just just a little side note for you theater nerds. Beckett's trash. Um, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's clearly not a good play, but he does have potential. Um, and I just, I really like the idea that she sees that, like, she humanizes him a little bit at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, like that's all I have. I think that they're the healthiest couple in the history of Sex and the City. I'm going to go ahead and say that. 
Roll credits. Right, let's powerhouse <laughs> Carrie being a horrible, terrible person and holding things against people. So, yeah. So Carrie decides that instead of meeting the parents, it's more important for Burger to meet the Prada. So she takes him to Prada where they know her intimately. Um, and is trying on stuff and he's just hanging out having champagne and is this really a thing that happens in real life do you go to prada and they just offer you free champagne and then you buy like a thousand dollar dress or something like because that i'm sorry but that dress prada has to be a fuck ton of money right oh absolutely but she got her advance from her book in france she got the advance from france so she's like i'm ready to drop some dollars let's do this let's get crazy yeah, she's, I mean, she's clearly on a high. And that's great. And then she shows, like, they go to lunch. She shows off her check, which is substantial. Right. It's about $5,000. Yeah. So it's about $5,000 more than the average American makes, I think. Because um, I think that's, yeah, it is. But now that I'm looking online, I'm just going to tell you right now that, like, Prada dresses at Bergdorf's, like, not even at Prada itself, mm-hmm. at Bergdorf's are, like, $8,000. I hate that fact. Yeah. It's, there are some that are up to 12000 on here, but they're, like, Valentinos. But that's ridiculous. Like, I, they're not even cute dresses. Like, they're literally something that I think that I could probably make from a pattern and a trip to Joann's. And I don't sew. <laughs> it also is weird because the dress that Carrie buys isn't all that in a bag of chips. I thought I no. would like it more and it it felt boxy. It didn't fit her. Well, it was this whole open back concept thing. But then she wore a bra with it. And it kept falling off of her. So it was just, it di- it didn't work for her body, for her body type. Like her shoulders weren't wide enough to carry having it yeah. up there all the time. So it looked like it was just, she was walking around with a dress unzipped is what it looked like to me. Right. And I, I was just like, man. Paired with it, though. <laughs> it was a purse with like six foot long fringe. And I'm about it. I still think that that purse holds up however burger comes to pick her up in a motorcycle and i want to know how that purse made it because it definitely whipping around in the wind there's no way that that purse made it across the bridge i'm sorry absolutely not like that's no and she's there's no way that she could straddle in that dress and not be completely naked by the time she got to brooklyn like (laughs) Like, it absolutely never happens. Like, nobody thought about this before actually going through with filming this episode. But she, yeah, so she ends up buying him the shirt and then showing off her check, which, you know, I like, that's who she is. So I'm not going to, she's being authentic to herself. I'm not going to take her down for that. But then she finds out, because she runs into her... Um, to her publisher on the street and her publisher is just like, oh yeah, I got fired. So did Berger, by the way. <laughs> like, he's, his second 
book option didn't get picked up, so, like, he's out of a job right now. Ha! And he doesn't tell her. And this is the thing that makes me so angry about men and the women that raise them to believe that they don't need to express emotions or share. Yes. Because if I got fired, you damn well better believe I would head straight to my significant other crying my eyes out. Like, that's it. That's just the way that it goes down. So it throws me off. This is where they find the opportunity to be like, oh, do men fear women in power? Do they not like women who have power or whatever? Which I thought was super, super forced, only just to bring this all together. Berger is always insecure around Carrie, so I don't know how this relationship works. And Carrie always refuses to pick up on the clues. And she doesn't like Berger. She likes who she can make Berger out to be. And then Burger's like, can you not fucking do that? And then she says no and continues doing her own thing. And then he shuts off. And then she's like, you don't talk to me about anything. You don't do anything. You don't let me in. And he's like, because you're a fucking nightmare and you don't listen to me. And she's like, no. Anyways, let's try it your way. And then she's looking for any possible excuse for things to go wrong. And then she holds it against them. But because she went out of her way to like try it out, now she's the victim. And I fucking cannot stand Carrie Bradshaw for that very reason. I think she's a horrible person. She is. Absolutely. She... That is the the biggest thing that bugged me about Carrie this episode as well, is the fact that she is just like, well, I'm being nice. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Your dress was probably $11,000, but you want to be nice by ruining it, getting on the motorcycle so that he feels more like a man Mm -hmm. no like that's not even a strong woman at that point i 100 percent would have been like i'm changing like if we're going in your motorcycle then i'm gonna go back upstairs i'm gonna get motorcycle chiced up and then i am never gonna fucking mention it again that's why i think carrie and big work so well together because big calls her out on her bullshit he's like you're a fucking liar you're a hypocrite and you want to be mad because that would have been the perfect opportunity for her to be like you know what i understand what you're going through this outfit will not ride on that and right now i'm trying to support my friend it's not about you right now if we want to focus on you let's do it a different time let's plan a whole date around it where we can take your motorcycle we can drive up the new york countryside we can cross the bridge we can have fun but she's like no i'm gonna do it right now when the stakes are high because that means that I'm going to be able to get mad and I will be justified. And I cannot fucking stand her. Yeah, that's it is the epitome of women just being emotional terrorists. Yeah. Like, the, and that's not something that anyone ever needs to do or experience is to feel like they were being set up to fail every single time. When that person is supposed to be your significant other and is supposed to be there for you through everything. Like, that's... Carrie doesn't want to be there for you. Carrie wants to solve the problem and move on. Carrie's a man. (laughs) Like, Carrie is... And this is the thing that I don't understand about the show's process and, like, showing us that they're a quote-unquote serious couple. Like, they show them reading in bed. And I'm like, they have not had sex since the first time they've had sex, I think. (laughs) Like, I think that they got into it and they were like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Cool. And then that was it. 
<laughs> they never had sex again because we've never seen it. it. Yeah, me neither. And it doesn't even freaking happen for. Well, no, it happens in like two episodes, so we're saved. Good. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm so just out on burger. However, that being said, the post it always sticks twice is a really great episode. So. Like, I'm excited for the breakup, honestly. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's really hard to say, like, if men are, I think certain men are threatened by strong women, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that all of them are. And I don't think that it's a young slash old thing. Right. I think it's a security thing. I think, especially in the case of, like, Smith Jared, he's like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to pursue. So when Sam comes in and says, oh, I can help you, he's like, you don't have to do that. Like, I'll figure it out. And she's like, no, I want to help you. And he's like, oh, she is strong. Currently, she is my partner. I don't know if they're dating or they're just having sex. But in a form of capacity, they are partners. And he's like, yeah, I'll take out your help. That's cool. That's what we should be doing. Berger is very insecure. And his girlfriend is in the same line of work that he is. And she is succeeding and he's not. So he sees that as a threat. I don't think it's about young or old. I think it's about the insecurity and the passion and what it is that you have to contribute. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like, they're so frustrating, all of them. And I hate that she, like you said, makes herself the victim in the end again by lying about it. Oh, yeah, he's coming down with a cold, so he left. And I'm like, and then she, you know, over voiceover like muses that she just turned into the girl who lied about her boyfriend and i'm like why though why did you do that Yeah, because you know you're just gonna sit down and like talk to them about it later so to build up the background that she is the one who is victimized she is the one who they need to feel sorry for fucking hate carrie yeah carrie is the worst almost always i it's upsetting to me that she's the main character yes. because she is so awful and so trashy has, has and I just can't. And has she been like a, a Charlotte maybe um, in mm-hmm. terms of how they we're focusing on her? I think she'd be fun because you'd be like, oh, here's our trashy friend who's making wrong decisions and blah, blah, blah. But when she's the main character and she's the one who's kind of being the emotional narrator for how you're supposed to feel and what's going on with everybody it doesn't work excuse me yeah it doesn't and it's not but here's the thing is that it does women are crazy like there's still women out there that are like oh my god i'm such a carry i'm like are you a carry because you want to be the main character or are you a carry because you're fucking crazy like which is it there are traits of Carrie that I do admire. I like the fact that she is out here working. She is doing it her own way. She's living the lifestyle, obviously, that she wants to live. I think she's successful. I think she's just terrible. I think, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say because we never really see her writing. And we never really see her being, like, super successful with her writing. Like, right now, she's she launched her book. Which is great, but it didn't do so well in America, but it's doing well in Europe. And it's just her her columns all together in, like, a anthology, basically. And 
it's not like we never really know if she's a good writer or not like Miranda like they went through something the other one of like past episodes pretty recently where Samantha's like listen I don't have time to read your little your little thing uh, you know every week sorry and but Miranda always reads it and Charlotte's like um yeah if I don't have a squash game sure like nobody really is very supportive of her being a writer but like Amy Sedaris is the as the producer um or is the um editor producer I don't know um her character says like oh yeah it's really such a shame Berger's so talented everybody says how talented he is Carrie loved the book and like thought it was super amazing so he's obviously really talented and the show goes out of the way to tell you that but they never go out of the way to tell you that Carrie's talented interesting I've never thought about that it's just it's a really I think it's more of a commentary on how like men shun praise or something you know like they they don't like really you know but they're also like little babies and kind of need it and so we have to make sure that we're giving it to them whereas like women are supposed to just be able to suck it up and like do what they need to do and it's hard to say because like this was written by gay men so like it's coming from all these wild perspectives of how we think the other half lives. It's it's a really challenging issue, and I can imagine that these girls had some say in what their characters are going through. Because I don't think Samantha or uh, Kim Cattrall would have been like, she's not a dumb person. She would not make dumb decisions. She would make decisions that don't work, definitely, but not like this. And maybe Kirsten Davis didn't have as much input, or she did want to reflect that traditionalist but i'm like uh i don't know the, this this writing is weird sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. add up the character assassinate all the time just to create a plot and that's not the sign of a good tv show no it's really not and yet it was popular so who's to People say talking about it. People who have never seen it are still talking about it Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, even when I talk to people about the podcast, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to watch Sex in the City. And I'm like, okay. I tell them um, not to. Yeah. I usually tell everybody, I'm like, you know what's better? Mar- just listen to our podcast, honestly. Yeah. Like, you don't really need to know. Like, we tell you everything that happened. I will say, show. though, <laughs> right? Um, I will say, though, in this episode... Um, when they're going to, like, the, the red carpet, um, Sarah Jessica Parker's makeup is gorgeous. Like, she looks really, really stunning in that scene. I don't know if that was, like, on purpose because she was about to be, like, jilted or whatever because he just goes home. <laughs> but she she looks great. And I just wanted to point that out because I almost never do. And I think that the fashion was weird this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the makeup was fantastic on all of them. Perfect. I'm glad you complimented her. <laughs> I feel like I never wanted to be misconstrued that I don't like Sarah Jessica Parker because I don't like Carrie. I think Sarah Jessica Parker is making strong choices in terms of the character and the characters being written a certain way. And if it, Carrie has always felt like she's in character, no matter what. 
I think that is a character. I just don't like the character. So I hope no one listening feels like I hate just Sarah Jessica Parker. I enjoy her. I think she's very lovely from the interactions that I've seen her in because I've never met her. And I tend to like some of her movies. So please don't interpret that as I hate her. <laughs> well, and I, yeah, no, I don't hate Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't hate any of these women as actresses because they're actresses. Like, they're not right. the ones writing it. They're the ones acting it, and although there are absolutely some episodes where I will call them out for phoning it in, they're, most of the time, yeah, uh, most of the time they are doing their characters, and they're doing them to the best of their ability, and I don't ever, I almost never have a problem with the acting of this show. I do occasionally, but for the most part, I'm like, no, they're absolutely in character, and I think, I think all of the actresses are doing a fantastic job with the shitty content that they're given. Yes. <laughs> Do you have anything to say yeah. about these girls before we wrap up? I have nothing left to say about these girls. Let's wrap it up forever. This is the last episode, you guys. <laughs> oh my god, this has been such an exciting experience. I'm glad I got to do it. Thank you to every guest star that we've ever had, and fuck this TV show. Thank you guys so much. I'm free. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm perfect. Um, no, I have I have nothing else. Do you have anything else? Um, no, I can't wait to continue seeing Smith Jared naked, and I can't wait to see Samantha get cancer. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's, it is going, I think this is where it really does, like, it's sort of, like, structurally understand that they're wrapping it up and they kind of step it up a little bit more. But, of course, next episode could completely dissuade that. So, who knows? And it's going to. <laughs> <laughs> it might. We'll find out. But, yeah. Um, until next time, make sure you are staying inside, washing your hands, And if you have a significant other that you are shacking up with, remember, (laughs) always wear a condom. (laughs) Bye. It's not stopping. It's not stopping. stopping.